so that happened. Great job, Washington. Great, great job. I don't know what to say at this point. The Washington Commanders got their doors blown off. They got their teeth kicked in. However you want to put it, they were destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles. 24-8. to Do not let the score fool you. That game was not close. It was never close. There was... Washington had no chance. They did not come to play on Sunday. And I'm going to be breaking down that debacle of a Week 3 game. And we'll be looking at... Well, what does the future look like for Washington with seemingly a offense or just a team in general that is completely inconsistent and a coaching staff that continues to self-contradict themselves? All of that and much more coming up next on the Next Gen Fan Podcast. This is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you are hearing, if you like any of the other episodes, please make sure you hit me up with a five-star review or you can leave a review yourself. I really appreciate those. All right, so Washington. They got absolutely destroyed 24 to 8. I don't really know what to say at this point. Uh, I am recording this on Monday, so... Again, this is a day after the game. The initial shock has worn off a little bit. Uh, I'm still uber frustrated. If I sound really calm, that's because I'm doing a very good job not uh, not going ballistic and just completely yelling. Uh, I don't know what to think of this team now. Week one, the offense looks good. Week two, the offense looks good. In both week one and week two, the defense looks terrible. And then we come out in week three, and I'm not saying the defense was good, but it was better than the offense and I don't, this team does not have an identity. They continue to struggle with some of the most basic things when it comes to even rushing in for a pass rushing, even just rushing in your lanes, rushing as one unit, something that I'm sure Ron Rivera is going to bring up, but something that was brought up throughout the past two years, a defensive line that continues to struggle. It, one of the questions that immediately comes to mind is, do we have incapable coaches who just cannot cannot coach the players they have, or do we have in, incapable scouting? Because it's one or the other. We either have good players and the coaches are putting them in bad situations and are coaching them up right, or they just are not drafting good players. I look on paper and this team looks good. I... I it, it, they look like a good team, a well-built roster. I mean, not not a great team, but you know they're they're better than what they're playing. Like, and when it comes to Sunday, they completely fall apart. And I know these guys are trying their best, but I mean, this looks like high school football. Like they're making these stupid, dumb mistakes. I don't understand why every other team teaches their cornerback to turn around and look for the ball to intercept it. Ours just run with the receiver and stick their hands up, hoping to hit it. I, I don't understand what they're teaching them at the defensive back position, let alone on defense. It seems like they're doing the craziest stuff, and there's a reason it doesn't work. I mean, you don't see anyone else. You don't see any other DBs just running with the receiver, not looking back to make a play on the ball ever, and just hoping that the ball hits them in the head or in the arm somehow. I mean, they're, they're not being aggressive when it comes to the defensive backs. But Ron Rivera, uh, I... I I want to bring this up before I get into the gameplay. Uh, first of all, if you remember, in week 
too after that that uh, total drumming by the Detroit Lions. Ron Rivera and Jack Del Rio both called out Jamin Davis, and they they simply stated that he needs to play better. They expected a lot out of him, and he was not performing. And yet we come here into week three, and what does Ron Rivera say? He says he's not going to call anyone out because he's already been in the meetings and the stuff's already been said and that stuff doesn't need to happen. So does it just not need to happen this week? Is it going to happen next week? I, I'm just unclear why last week it was okay to call out Jamin Davis and yet this week we're, we're just good. You know, for a, a team that looked even worse than last week, there is no reason to call anybody out. I mean, Jamin Davis actually played better, so it, maybe it worked out. Let's try it again at this point. There's... It's not like we have anything to lose. We already lost the game. Uh, that is unbelievable. And then, I, you, I, I hate it. I hate this so much. This frustrates me to, to no end. Ron Rivera was saying, and again, and this is one of his press conferences after the game, that, you know, we're giving a lot of young guys a lot of opportunities. Why? Why are we giving young guys opportunities? Are you kidding me? This is year three. Year one was the time to do this. Year two. This is year three. This is when we're supposed to be getting results. That's not an excuse. Your choice was to give the young guys the opportunities. Not not in year three when, when we're supposed to be getting quote-unquote results. You said that we would get results here in year three and yet now all of a sudden you're falling back on well you know we're playing a lot of young guys and you know we're giving them all all a lot of opportunities why they're inexperienced they have no clue what they're doing Rashad Wild Goose can't play corner to save his life I don't even know why he's in the NFL he should be cut today he's horrible why are we giving these young guys so many opportunities it is ridiculous they there's a reason they're not on an active NFL roster there's a reason no one signed them. There's a reason that the Jets, one of the worst organizations in football right now, and historically one of the worst organizations, cut Rashad Wild Goose because he is a terrible player. If the Jets didn't keep him, then maybe that should be a sign to you that you should not keep him. But why is it an excuse? Why are you telling me that the reason you're playing bad is because you're giving guys a lot, you're giving young guys a lot of opportunities. That is not an excuse. That is you can't you that that is no valid reasoning you are giving these players playing time it was time in year one i understand if year one you signed a bunch of young players you were the youngest team in the nfl and you gave all those guys playing time to see who they were to see what they could become it's year three you should be giving us results not blaming it on the age of your roster that was something you could control washington brought in a guy in marty herney who was literally working for a radio station because he was out of the NFL as a GM because he was so bad. Then they also brought in Martin Mayhew, a GM for the Lions, who, again, they went 0-16. He was never going to get another job. They brought those two guys in because Ron Rivera knew them or he was friends with them, something like that. I, The, the way you make the, the commander's roster is if, if you you know Ron Rivera or you've played with him before in the past. That is, that's basically the only criteria. You could be the worst cornerback in football, or some really young guy. Also, the other criteria, you have to be pretty young. They don't like to sign anyone over like 24. There is no no logic to what they're doing. Ron Rivera 
He is the captain of this ship. And right now, this ship is the Titanic. It's sinking. There is no reasoning. There is no hope. I, I, I don't, I don't get the, what exactly they're doing. I'm not seeing it. And they're going to go on and on and on about, you know, how, you know, oh, we're, we're not rushing as one unit. And, you know, we're, we're just offensively, we, we're, we're close, guys. We're really close. There's just some small things that we're missing. And once we get those right, we're good. No, you're not. You just got blown out 24 to nothing. You, you barely scored with a few minutes left to go in the third quarter. There was no offense. The defense actually played semi-decent in the run game, but they got totally torched by Jalen Hurts. I I cannot I, I just I don't get the ineptitude of Ron Rivera. He's he's never been a GM in his life, and yet Washington comes in and they give him a lot they give him more control than any other coach has been. He has three winning seasons in eleven years of coaching. Ron Rivera. Three winning seasons. And historically, his teams do horrible in the first half of the season. But you would think that in this his 12th year of the NFL coaching, that this guy would actually figure out how to make some strides in the first half of the season. It's like he's throwing away the first half of the season. That's great that you're competitive in the second half, but I don't care. Can we be good like any other team in the first half of the league? In the first half of the season, it makes the first half almost unbearable to watch because I know that you're for some for whatever reason your team just does not perform well looking ahead for Washington I mean what are we supposed to look forward to and get I get it yes I, I am probably overreacting a little bit but after seeing what I just saw look it's year three Ron Rivera I was already questioning Ron Rivera going into this year and honestly I'm not really too thrilled with with how this thing's gonna work out he he's had really one year where they got ten wins, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl with MVP Cam Newton and a good defense. A guy like this does not get all of the power he has now in Washington when he has only three winning seasons in eleven years of coaching. Ron Rivera, they like, and you know, I I if they do this again, if they go scoreless in the first quarter only get like three points or a touchdown you know don't don't be shocked if somebody gets fired uh that or definitely next week somebody's gonna get fired if they keep this play up uh but i mean at this point i i just i and i i don't think ron rivera is gonna get fired after this season but am i crazy for for wanting ron rivera to get fired i for wanting them just to clean shop start over and honestly i I mean, I'm looking at the the draft class for 2023. I I really need they need to go all in, do what they did for RG3 and go get a CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. But I want a new young coach. I don't want a proven old coach. There's a reason that that coach doesn't have a job is because he was bad at his last one. I want someone like the 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 Bucks offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich. I I don't know if I'm just just because I'm mad against after the last performance or, or what, but I just, I'm not feeling it with Ron Rivera right now. I, I mean, this is, this is year three. And I understand that, you know, this is, again, Ron Rivera said we get results this year. So far, it's been really poor results, but look at other organizations. You even, even the Eagles, the Eagles in two seasons have become, and again, I don't think they're 
one of the top teams in the NFC. I think they're good, but they st- they're better than Washington. Not that that's really a high bar, but they're they have gotten a good young head coach in Nick Sirianni. They've drafted well, they've developed well, and going into kind of a fluke playoff appearance where they lost in the wild card. What did they do? They went out, they got AJ Brown, they got uh, CJ Gardner Johnson, they drafted Jordan Davis in the first round. They got better. And what really significant moves did Washington make this offseason? Outside of the draft, they got F.A. Obata. There, there was nothing. They didn't do anything. They just thought they'd run the same thing back and just hope it got better. You know, you're hoping that Jamin Davis improves. You're you're hoping that somehow your, your DBs miraculously find a way to play better, which they haven't outside of Benjamin St. Juice, who I thought played fairly well in this game. You're hoping on a lot. You're hoping Carson Wentz just turns things turns things around all of a sudden. And for you know the last two games offensively, for you know half of the quarters they played, yes, it was good. Carson Wentz looked good. Then then you go into Week Three against Philadelphia, and your offense cannot get out of their own way. Carson Wentz literally was like a heat-seeking missile trying to find an equals defender. He just he needed he he must have been feeling really sad or something he needed some hugs he was willing to just let those de- those defense linemen sack him because it's not like he tried to run away or anything he just ran right into them in the in the for, until the last drive of the second quarter Philadelphia had more sacks than Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin targets combined that just shows you how bad that first half was Carson Wentz in the first half was so atrocious. I mean, he was like 10 for 10 or 3 for like 42 yards. And 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 for Washington with whatever they're doing it's like they cannot call a capable NFL NFL game plan offensively or defensively. You know, one week they look good on offense for two quarters, and next week they they literally look terrible. And am I crazy? But I, from what I've seen so far, a team that has decent weapons, I mean, they just they don't have it offensively. From what I just saw, I mean, how am I? What am I supposed to ex- expect week four against Dallas? I mean, is the offense just going to miraculously figure it out again? Even if they win that. That doesn't show me that you have a good offense. You're you're a team who, in the in the first half of both Detroit and Philadelphia, you've been outscored like forty-eight to nothing, which is absurd. This is the seventh game where Ron Rivera has been down twenty to nothing or more at halftime historically he's not a great coach he's a great guy from everything that i've heard you look at you know best coaches in the nfl he always is in you know the top half of the league and you know everywhere he goes he's regarded as a really great person that that's wonderful you you can be someone in uh you know pr or whatever i, I don't care not my head coach because historically he's not very good That that really is my issue with this team, uh, but l- looking looking forward, what am I? What what am I looking 
what am I looking forward to? That Carson Wentz just figures it out again one game and the offense scores, you know, 30 points? I, I'm just, I'm lost on what I'm supposed to be watching for. This is my team. I, I'm, I'm not going to stop watching them. But, you know, at this point, I, I went into, again, I went into this year and really thought that, you know, if Carson Wentz could be a, a good quarterback, this chance has a t- this team has a chance to, you know, put up some numbers. And, you know, the defense just totally fell off for the first two games. They come into Philadelphia. And, yes, Philly took their foot off the gas. And they probably would have scored more points. Uh, but they didn't need to. And you look at even even the drive summary in this game. I mean, Philly Philly didn't need to do much in the in the second half. I mean, you look at for for Washington, you've got punt, 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 fumble, punt, 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 downs, downs, and then a touchdown. So I mean, like, uh, do I do I just hope that? Suddenly, the, the the offense can can get going because I mean there are definitely some plays that that kill these drives. But you look at Carson Wentz giving up nine sacks. I mean it was it was a run on first down, a run on second down, and then this like five step drop and Carson Wentz gets sacked. That that was kind of how the drives went. And and ultimately, I am I'm I'm just disappointed. I I'm let down. I really had pretty high expectations going into the season and and here we are yet again and yes again it's week three there's a lot of football left but here we are week three and we are having this team underperform yet again and that is my main concern coming up next i'll be getting into my quarter by quarter breakdown and from there we'll be moving to more analysis on the washington commander's loss to the philadelphia eagles this is the next gen fan podcast all right, so the Washington Commanders start out with the ball, and on the first play, they run a jet sweep to Curtis Samuel. He almost uh, got tackled. He was able to kind of jump out of a tackle, which would have resulted in a loss of yardage. Ends up picking up 15 yards. This was a sweep to the left, and a good starting play for Washington. I, li- you, I like the involvement of Curtis Samuel early. Um, bringing up a, a, another first down, and this ball is tipped by Jordan Davis. I didn't realize how big Jordan Davis actually was, but... My goodness, that that guy is huge. Uh, he is huge. He ended up having um, a, a sack and a half, I believe, in the game, and he, pretty pretty dominant performance. So uh, second and ten, they run a, a slant to Curtis Samuel, picks up about five yards. Third and five, and this was the this was a sign of things to come. Wentz was sacked by Josh and Fletcher Cox. One thing that aggravated me was, uh, I mean, you know, Philly has a good D line, but nationally i didn't you don't really hear about philly's d-line too much uh no more than you hear about washington's and philly in four-man pressures completely owned washington's o-line i I, and i know ron rivera and and this this front office have tried to do four-man pressures and it it never works with our our d-line i'm just it it annoys me when i see other teams do it when other teams can get pressures with four-man d-lines and the players they sign, it's not like they're like Josh Sweat's a good player, uh, but you know he's he's not like a world beater. He's he's not anything crazy. They have some good players in there: Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox. You know, you got Jordan Davis. You've got Hassan Reddick. Like they're good players there. I I just it, it annoys me that they're able to to do it to get a four man pressure, and uh, and we're not. 
So Washington punts first and 10 for the Eagles. No gain on an inside run by Miles Sanders. A nice stop by Sweat and Allen, bringing up a second and 10. Uh, also a sign of things to come. Uh, P.I. on Rashad Wild Goose. I mentioned I wanted him cut. Uh, I still feel the same way. It's kind of embarrassing that they feel to this guy, seeing how badly he played. I mean, look, it's inexperience. Uh, he was running with the receiver, but he just, once the receiver kind of ran past him, he was trailing him and then decided just, you know, hold on to deal life. So he, he gets the P.I. there, bring up a first and 10 and a 7 run by Miles Sanders. And Jamin Davis almost had the tackle there, would have resulted in no gain. Sanders able to zip on by. Bring up a second and three, and Sanders a three-yard run, and I I did like this play from Cam Curl. You know, you see, uh, Jamin Davis was there on the tackle, and Sanders kind of ran uh, right up the middle, and you see him right as he gets past the first down marker. Cam Curl comes flying in, knocks him on his back. Uh, still enough for a first down though. So first and ten, and John Allen, he totally came in and destroy Jalen Hurts. Hurts was just able to get rid of the ball right before he got pancaked by Allen. Uh, it was The ball ended up being tipped as it went over the line of scrimmage, uh, falling incomplete. Bringing up a second and five, Devontae Smith with a five-yard catch. Both Philadelphia receivers had insane numbers. Devontae Smith made multiple incredible catches, but you look at the receiving yards for the Eagles. Devontae Smith 12 targets, 8 receptions, 169 yards, and a touchdown. A.J. Brown, uh, 10 targets, 5 receptions for 85 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard only had 3 receptions on 4 targets for 26 yards, but he also had a touchdown. Incredible there. Uh, Jalen Hurts on the day, finishing with 35 attempts on 22 completions for 340 yards on 3 touchdowns. Honestly, Jalen Hurts did not play that well. There were a lot of balls that were overthrown, that were a little behind. But he did get the completions that mattered, that were able to move his team down the field, and that, I mean, ultimately uh, caused the demise of Washington. So back to the quarterback-quarter uh, quarter breakdown. Uh, a fiery catch by Devonta Smith, bringing up a third and five, and this ball was incomplete. Hurts was scrambling to his right, and there was a... I like the blitz call here on a third and five. The defense forces a punt. And uh, what a great drive by Washington right here. First and 10, sacked by Fletcher Cox. Second and 16, sacked by Javon Hargrave. Third and 23, false start in the offense. What a perfect series of plays right there. Um, could not have drawn it up any better. Great job, Scott Turner. Great job, Carson Wentz. Offensively, you guys deserve a round of applause for that. those three plays right there. Third and 26, and uh, J.D. McKissick with a six-yard carry, bringing up a fourth and 20, and they will punt. So, yeah, uh, three straight plays offensively where there's a sack. Uh, not good there at all. First and 10 for the Eagles, and a loss of three on a QB run. Jamin Davis did a nice job chasing down Jalen Hurts, who just slid to avoid contact. Bring up a second and 13, and this ball is broken up by Fuller. Third and 13, St. Juice with a nice uh, pass uh, breakup. Bring up a fourth and 13, so the Eagles punt. So the Washington defense forces two punts by Philadelphia on the first two drives. Um, good start by the defense, bringing up Washington's third drive. First and 10, a four-yard carry 
on a draw to Antonio Gibson. Bring up a second and six. Gibson with a six-yard run. First and 10 for Washington, and Curtis Samuel on a nice sliding catch. Wentz was rolling out to the right. This was a great catch for a first down. Gibson, a uh, three-yard run. Bring up a second and seven, and McKissick getting in there with a two-yard carry up the middle. Third and five now, and Brandon Graham with a sack. Fourth and 13, Washington punts. First and 10 for the Eagles. Miles Sanders, a five-yard carry on an outside zone. Good read by uh, Sanders. Nice cut. Second and five, a loss of one yard. Miles Sanders on the carry. John Allen with a good stop there. Bring up a third and six. And A.J. Brown on a slant to the uh, right side. A 13-yard pickup and a first down. And this ball, this was a deep ball on the right sideline to Devontae Smith. It was a great attempt at a catch. Notice I said attempt. Devontae Smith did not catch this ball. It was ruled on the field as a catch. And the Eagles, being the smart football team that they are, uh, just ramped the line and called a random play. Ron Rivera, being the incapable head coach that he is, uh, did not get the challenge flag out in time. So this play stands. I mean, this was a 40-plus yard completion to Devontae Smith and uh, totally changed the game at, at this point. Uh, Washington could have gotten this challenge reversed um, because like, this was... Not a catch. It was clearly not a catch. It was ruled on the field as a catch. Eagles got a playoff, and it was just a two-yard carry, and there's no way to review it. So, uh, missed opportunity there by Washington. Bring up a second and eight, a one-yard run, and a third and eight. This ball was broken up by St. Juice in the end zone, and a 32-yard field goal is good on fourth and eight. So, Philly takes an early lead, 3-0, and Washington deciding that they don't like when they have the ball on first and 10. Uh, Gibson with a nice four-yard carry. And then second and six, Wentz gets sacked. He fumbles, and uh, Philly able to hop on top of that. So uh, a nice two-play drive by Washington. First and 10, Boston Scott with a one-yard run. And then a second and nine, Dallas Goddard. He ran kind of a little, uh, little drag route to the inside a little bit, but didn't run too far across the field before the ball came his way, uh, where he then promptly turned up field and uh, a good block by another Eagles receiver, but ultimately just two missed tackles on the play. Dallas Goddard scores, uh, and the extra point is good. So it's Philly 10, Washington nothing. Get used to that Washington nothing. It's not going to change for a while. First and 10 for Washington, a seven-yard run by Gibson. Bring up a second and three. Wentz on a two-yard carry. He got popped on this play. Third and one, and it is... Jonathan Williams getting a two-yard carry, enough for a first down. First and 10, this ball is incomplete, and Jahan Dotson on a drag to the right. This ball was too low, bringing up a second and 10. Curtis Samuel getting the carry, no gain for him. Bringing up a third and 10, this ball was incomplete. It was thrown deep, but out of bounds. This was a theme. Carson Wentz, when he was throwing deep, there was one or two plays where he was able to connect, but... Most of those deep balls were just thrown out of bounds, and a lot of these, he had time to make a good throw. He just didn't. Washington punts, first and 10. Miles Sanders, a 13-yard carry. And then a first and 10, A.J. Brown with a 48-yard catch. He totally mossed Kendall Fuller. So a first down for the Eagles. Devontae Smith, a 13-yard catch on a curl. Some great rack by Devontae Smith. Another first down for the Eagles. A 12-yard catch by Zach Pascoe. 
first and 10 again. A one-yard catch by Zach Pascal on a little flat to the left. Bring up a second and nine and a four-yard run by Hertz and Cam Curl with a nice tackle here. Bring up a third and five, a four-yard carry by Hertz again. Fourth and one, they run a jet sweep to Zach Pascal, and it was no gain on the play. A nice tackle by Cole Holcomb, so the defense gets a turnover on downs. So first and 10 for Washington, a 10-yard carry by Gibson. Some nice cuts by Gibson. I thought Gibson played well throughout the entire game. Uh, he only ended up having 12 carries for 38 yards, and uh, the late touchdown averaged 3.2 yards per carry. But I, I thought he did play fairly well. Um given the opportunities he had. First and 10 for Washington, and this ball was way too low for John Bates. John Bates was running a little flat on the right, right at the line of scrimmage, and Wentz had time. There was no excuse. He just missed the throw completely. On a second and 10, this ball was way too high on a uh, fade left for Terry McLaurin. It was incomplete. Uh, first time that they had thrown Terry McLaurin's way. Bring up a third and ten. Wentz gets stripped uh, for another sack. Hassan Reddick. Fortunately, Wentz able to hop on top of this ball. Fourth and seventeen. They punt again. First and ten for the Eagles. This ball was overthrown for Quez Watkins on a deep ball. Uh, there was pass interference on Rashad Wildgoose on the play, his second of the game. Bringing up a first and ten for Philly. A three-yard catch on the right flat by Skull uh, Holcomb with the tackle. Second and seven, a one-yard tight end screen to Goddard. No gain. Good tackle by Montez Sweat. Bring up a third and six. Devontae Smith, uh, he, it was a little two-yard drag on the right. And then just the speed, he was able to pick up uh, 19 more yards for a 21-yard completion. First and 10, a two-yard carry by Kenneth Gainwell. And a second and eight, this ball is tipped and incomplete. Bob McCain on the play. They, uh, this ball was thrown right at the goal line. McCain able to get that ball away from A.J. Brown, the intended receiver. And a third and eight. So A.J. Brown runs a slant, caught at about the two-yard line, and St. Juice is trying to make the tackle. Uh, A.J. Brown just kind of lays out, sticks his hand out, gets the ball past the plane for the touchdown, and the extra point is good. So Philly 17, Washington nothing. And a first and 10, they run an RPO. This ball was too high on a slant for Curtis Samuel. One thing I'd noticed in this game is when Wenz is off, he is off. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He just could not throw accurately this game. Second and 10, this ball was dropped by J.D. McKissick. And a third and 10, they run a wide receiver screen to Jahan Dotson, who picks up about three. And Washington punts on a fourth and seven. First and 10 for the Eagles. And this is right before halftime. There's about a minute-ish left in the in the first half. So they run a three-yard carry to Kenneth Gainwell. Hertz follows that up with a five-yard carry on a second and seven, bringing up a third and two. Zach Pascal with a three-yard catch. Enough for a first down. And a first and ten, there, this ball was incomplete. There was really good pressure by Washington and some good coverage as well. Second and six, excuse me, second and ten. 16-yard catch by A.J. Brown. He just kind of weaved through the, the defense. He he caught this ball. Uh, it was about a four-yard catch where he caught it, and then he kind of stopped, turned around, and then just ran straight up field. There was no Washington players there, so able to pick up a lot of extra yardage. And a first and 10, They and Jalen Hurts dials up the deep ball. What a catch by Devontae Smith. Um, he really shined in this performance against Washington. 
It, this ball was thrown to double coverage. Smith able to leap up at the one-yard line, comes down with the ball. A great catch. And so first and goal for Philly. First pass was incomplete, bringing up a second goal. And they try to run a shovel, shovel pass. This ball was incomplete as well. Bring up a third and goal. And Cam Curl with a nice tackle for loss. They ran a read option, and Hertz kept it. Curl sniffed it out. Was able to make the stop. Bring up a fourth and goal. They go for it. They run a fade to the left side. And Devonta Smith again makes an incredible catch for another touchdown where the extra point is good. So uh, that brings us to about halftime where Philly 24, Washington nothing. And offensively, Gibson had six carries for 35 yards in the first half. Wentz 10 attempts, three reception, uh, three completions for 24 yards. Uh he when he as I said when he's off he's off. This first half looked exactly like the Detroit game. Uh, they just could not get going at all. And the O line O line throughout the whole game was just a complete dumpster fire. Uh, but they really struggled in this first half. And then defensively, uh, the run defense was not bad. They gave up uh, 46 yards on 15 carries. And then the DBs, however, uh, Jalen Hurts on 27 attempts, 18 completions, 279 yards, and three touchdowns. And then uh, I, I put down, they, they got to get Wild Goose off the field. Two PIs and uh, a couple of completions. And then not enough consistent pressure. Uh, you'd see one or two guys really rush the passer, but Hurts just able to scramble out or just step up. They're not rushing as a unit. I thought throughout the whole game, though, the punt return defense was really good. They completely smoked the Eagles punt returner. Uh, he got slammed. So third quarter for Philly, and this is a first and 10, and their tight end, Calcutta, was wide open on a little, it was really the same route that Amon Ra ran. Uh, Amon Ra St. Brown ran this route, and it, it's the same one that uh, got them 40 yards. It got 40 yards here for the Eagles. First and 10, and no gain on a... A run by Miles Sanders. John Allen with a tackle, bringing up the second and 10. And F.A. Obata with a nine-yard sack. The only one of the day for Washington. Bring up a third and 19. And this ball was broken up by St. Juice. A nice pass breakup. So fourth and 19. After giving up that 40-yard catch, uh, the Washington defense, uh, you know, stiffens up. And they force a punt. First and 10 for Washington. A... Six-yard run by Gibson, and this would have been a loss, but he was able to cut back and pick up some extra yardage. Great job by Gibson there. Second and four, a loss of three by Gibson. So bringing up a third and seven. Curtis Samuel with a four-yard catch. Washington punts. First and ten, Miles Sanders he has a three-yard carry. Devontae Smith on second and seven. They run a little, a little wide receiver screen. He is able to uh, pick up 12 yards. Again, the speed of Devontae Smith really... Uh, showed in this game. And so first and 10 for the Eagles, four-yard carry by Hertz, who follows that up with another four-yard carry. Bring up a third and two. Kenneth Gainwell, no gain. Washington forces a punt on defense again. Uh, defensively, they were giving the offense opportunities to get back into the game. First and 10, Washington goes PA, and it's just a two-yard catch by Gibson, bringing up a second and eight. And Terry McLaurin's first catch of the game comes with about six and a half Minutes to go in the third quarter. It was a six-yard catch. Uh, first one of the day with about six and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. That is never good. Third and two. This ball was broken up looking for Logan Thomas. Kaiser White on the play. Fourth and two. Washington punts. 
first and 10 for the Eagles. First ball was incomplete. Second one was overthrown for A.J. Brown deep. Uh, Hurts, as I mentioned, he was not really accurate today. Uh, he overthrew this ball by a lot. And another third and 10, another incompletion. So Washington forcing another three and out. Uh, just begging for the offense to get back in the game. They're trying their, their best, and they did fairly well. Washington on a first and 10. Gibson with a five-yard carry. Bring up a second down, and Curtis Samuel getting involved yet again with a three-yard catch. Third and two, McKissick, and he ran a little out route from the backfield. Caught the ball, got two yards, diving for the the marker, was able to reach the ball out and get the first down. First and ten, a seven-yard run by Wentz. Second and three, no gain for McKissick on a draw. Bring up a third and three, and Logan Thomas on a on a curl route for his first catch of the game gain of four first and ten and they throw finally a deep shot to Terry McLaurin 34 yards on the play and this one was a streak up the left sideline first and ten for Washington a three-yard catch on an out route to the flat by McKissick bringing up a second and seven this one was broken up third and seven a false start and a third and 12 this ball was dropped by Jahan Dotson this one was past the line to gain uh, Dotson, you know, your, your sure-handed wide receiver you drafted, not able to make the catch. Fourth and 12, and a 47-yard field goal. Uh, Joey Sly makes this one, but there is an unnecessary roughness penalty on Philadelphia, on Jordan Davis. So, Washington gets the ball uh, back. They they accept that penalty. So, first and 10, a 10-yard catch by Terry McLaurin on an out route. Uh, and this one was, was pretty good. Uh, Wentz put that ball where only Terry could get it. So a, a nice play by Washington. Bring up first and goal. This ball was incomplete. This was too high intended for Curtis Samuel. Second and goal. And, and Junior Gibson, he's running kind of a outside zone read to the left side. He sees their Eagles defenders there. He cuts back. And then he continues just to play that game where he goes backwards. Lost 12 yards on the play. Uh, really a dumb, dumb, dumb play there. Third and goal. And Wentz, a 14-yard carry. Diving for the pylon. He was a yard short. Bring up a fourth and goal. and the, So they fake the ball to Curtis Samuel on a draw. They shovel it to Logan Thomas, who was not able to pick up any yardage. And Washington turns the ball over on downs. Uh, first and ten for Philly. Jerome Payne with one arm. He picked up Dallas Goddard. And with the other arm, he grabbed the running back, getting a safety. Uh, probably really the only good play defensively for Washington. Aside from the other sack by F.A. Obata, uh, Deron Payne looking good. He's played really well in a contract year throughout the entire season, and he is definitely going to get paid. Uh, probably, unfortunately, not here, but he will get paid, uh, and he will get paid a lot. So, Washington able to score two points, and they get the ball back. A nine-yard catch by J.D. McKissick, bringing up a second and one. McKissick with a six-yard catch. First and ten, and this ball's incomplete. It was thrown way too deep on the right sideline by Carson Wentz, a 2nd and 10, a 6-yard catch by Curtis Samuel, bringing up a 2nd and 4, and a 5-yard catch by McKissick on a nice little curl route. Bring up a 1st and 10, Terry on a drag across the left side of the field. Kind of got popped at the end of the play, but able to pick up 7 yards. 2nd and 3, Kaiser White had a pass interference. Uh, he was holding Antonio Gibbs, and the ball ended up being incomplete, but really a blatant hold there. First and 10, incomplete. This ball was way too low. On a second and 10, and this ball was thrown away. Went scrambling out to his right. 
third and 10, and Carter Samuel, a great play here, caught the ball about six yards short of the first down, able to make guys miss and pick up that first down. First and 10, and this ball lost of two yards by Curtis Samuel on a run play for him. Third and 12, Brandon Graham with another sack. Uh, excuse me, a second and 12, Brandon Graham with another sack. Bring up a third and 22, and this ball was thrown about two yards short of the first down on the left sideline. This one was a little high, but right through the hands of Terry McLaurin. He, he needed to catch that ball. He did not. Uh, so, you know, Terry got, got to make that catch. Wentz needs to put that ball a little lower, but ultimately Washington uh, has an incompletion there. Fourth and 22, they go for it, and Josh Sweat with a sack. Uh, first and 10 for the Eagles after the turnover on downs. Miles Sanders with a six-yard carry. Second and four, Miles Sanders with a three-yard run right up the gut. Bring up a third and one. Hurts scrambling out to the left, picks up four. Um, bring up a first and ten, no gain on the carry. Second and ten, a loss of three on a pass. Uh, this one where Devonta Smith was not able to pick up any yardage. He was a little wide receiver screen, and he lost three on that one. Third and 13, no gain by Jalen Hurts on a carry. So Washington defense forces a punt and a first and 10 for Washington, their last position of the game. They run a curl by Dotson, a six yard catch by him. And then a, a, a great uh, dime to Terry on the left sideline for 17 yards. We're going to first and 10. This ball way too high for Terry McLaurin. Went scrambling out to his left, was trying to throw a comeback route to Terry. He threw that, I mean, way, way, way too high over his head. Second and 10, Kaiser White and Jordan Davis combining for a sack, bringing up a third and 13. And a great catch by McKissick, but there was holding on Philadelphia. Only picked up about four yards, but holding on Philadelphia. So a first and 10, and another penalty on Philadelphia with a, for an automatic first down. First and 10 for Washington. A five yard catch and run on a wide receiver screen by Curtis Samuel. Uh, this ball was thrown three yards behind the line of scrimmage. So Curtis Samuel had to pick up uh, a three yards and then some to actually get some positive yardage there. Second and five, this ball was dropped by McKissick. Bring by third and five and a 14-yard catch by Terry, a uh, leaping catch by Terry. Great ball there. First and 10, this ball was thrown away. Bring by second and 10, Dax Millen getting in the game. His only catch, 12 yards picking up the first down and then some first and goal for Washington Gibson, a three yard carry all the way down to the one. And then a second and goal Gibson with a one yard carry for the touchdown. They go for two Wentz kind of just lost this one up and it is intercepted. So Washington eight, Philadelphia 24. Uh, the onside kick was really not too much better than last week's. It was kicked 10 yards, but right to a Philly defender. Uh, First and 10, a two-yard carry by Sanders, followed up by a five-yard run by Sanders, bringing up a third and three, and they lost a yard on the run. So a fourth and four, Philly goes for it to end the game. A nine-yard catch by A.J. Brown on a slant. That does it. Washington loses to Philadelphia 24-8. to All right, so that is my quarter-by-quarter -quarter analysis. And coming up next, I will continue to break down the commander's loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, this is the Next Gen Fan Podcast. Uh... So for ballers and busts, uh, there really wasn't anyone who balled out. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give a hat tip to Benjamin St. Just, hat tip to Deron Payne, and a hat tip to F.A. Obata. 
busts. Carson Wentz gets a bust. Uh, the guy just did not perform at all. You, you really need more from your, your quarterback who, who you traded uh, an incredible amount of, of capital to go get. You know, a guy who really actually was probably going to be cut. You ended up trading for him. And uh, that did not work out at all. Carson Wentz on the day, 43 attempts, 25 completions, 211 yards. Uh, just could not get going. Finally picked up some of that yardage and garbage time. So uh, Carson Wentz, a bust. My second bust of the day, the O-line uh, for the second week in a row. They have gotten their lunches taken from them. Uh, they they just they look terrible. Um, and, you know, looking at the offseason, yeah, you lost Eric Flowers, you lost Brandon Sheriff, but, you know, looking at offensive line coach John Matsko, he really is able to do a pretty good job with whoever is there. Um, and so that's really why I wasn't too concerned about the offensive line. Uh, but the past two weeks has shown me otherwise, and the offensive line gets my second bust of the day. My third and final bust goes to the coaching staff just on their either just just the bad game plan in general. I really did not like it offensively. I thought that, you know, there wasn't a lot of of like even when it came to having Carson Wentz do these like deep drops, like you know the pass rush is going to get to him. Make give him some quick things to get the ball out of his hands. Uh because he even with even if you give him those quick plays, he still does take a, a longer wind up to throw that ball than most quarterbacks. So you you got to give Carson Wentz some some options, and even this coaching staff's reluctancy to make changes, uh, they just don't make changes at all to their game plan, and it just always does not does not uh, benefit them at all. All right, so coming up next, I will be looking at some of the top headlines in the NFL as well as the NFL scoreboard. Coming up next on the Next Gen Fan Podcast. So tonight, Giants rookie Kayvon Thibodeau is set to make his NFL debut. He's been dealing with that knee injury, and he is going to go go ahead in the Monday Night Football game, the Giants versus the Cowboys. Miles Garrett was hospitalized following a car crash. There is no news. This was really just came out a few hours ago. He suffered non-life-threatening injuries, and this was in a single car crash. And it looks like that the Giants are possibly might be shopping Kenny Galladay after he has really underperformed in the the uh, in the Meadowlands, unable to uh, really benefit off of that free agent signing. So they're going to be trying to shop him. The Pro Bowl has finally changed. Uh, thank goodness, because last year's Pro Bowl was a complete disaster. It is now the Pro Bowl games, and this will be a flag football game. So this hopefully should spice things up a little bit. And it does appear that they are going to be keeping the skills competition. That is my favorite part. I, I love seeing the skills competition. That that part, uh, I think they did. A, they do a good job. It's just the game that they need to improve. So they, they get that done. And uh, overall, uh, I'm glad to see it change because the Pro Bowl has just been kind of unbearable. Uh, to watch for the past few years. All right, so the scoreboard, and make sure you listen on Friday, not only for 
my preview of the Dallas Cowboys, but also for an update on next-gen predictions where I will let you know how I did throughout the week on both my NFL predictions of week three as well as my hypothetical sports bets. So Panthers, Saints, Panthers beat the Saints 22-14 and the Texans lose to the Bears 23-20. The Bears starting out 2-0. I'm sure not many people saw that coming. And I'm not sure many people saw what came next. The Colts beat the Chiefs 20-17, and the Bills beat, lost to the Dolphins 21-19. The Vikings getting it done against the Lions 28-24. Ravens beat the Patriots 27-26. The Bengals beat the Jets 27-12. Titans just barely beat the 0-3 Raiders 24-22. How about the Jaguars shocking the Chargers 38-10? I understand uh, Justin Herbert was injured, but that was a crazy finish. Rams beat the Cardinals 20-12. Falcons beat the Seahawks 27-23. The Packers just barely beat the Buccaneers 14-12. And how about an ugly game? Uh, Broncos beat the 49ers 11-10. I'm sure that was a fun game to watch. Uh, fun fact, Washington versus the Philadelphia Eagles 24-8. That is the only the second game in NFL history that has finished 24-8. Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Next Gen Fan Podcast. If you like what you have heard, please remember to leave a review or you can always rate me five stars. Also, make sure you guys are letting your friends and family know about this podcast. I really appreciate it. I salute our armed forces, firefighters, police officers, and emergency personnel. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless America.